from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. It's not Red Friday, but we're going to give you a show about what's going on this weekend in the NFL, both around the AFC West coming up later, the rest of the league as well. This football season is different, and Pepsi is there to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Those segments are going to be great. We're going to have a great time. I'm Ryan Tracy, your host over at RGR Football and the founder of Rogue Analytics. And I'm Chris Clark, and thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate it, and it is going to be a fun weekend this weekend. The Chiefs do not play, but there are plenty of other good games that are going to affect this Chiefs team throughout the rest of the season. Full slate. I'm looking forward to it. Um, we are going to get into not only the repercussions of what happens in the West, but around the rest of the league, too, because there's some very intriguing matchups. But there are things going on in Kansas City that finally we got some information about. So we got the injury reports, a couple of new additions, a couple of uh, transactions as well. Uh, where do you want to start? Well, Mike Finnell's back, and he is practicing with the team. I don't think he's been brought, uh, according to... Nate Taylor, he is on the active roster. I don't think that they actually have to make a corresponding move until uh, later this week uh, to get he has an exemption since he was suspended. Uh, so I expect that that's going to be happening since he was a full participant in practice on Thursday. Yeah, and that's that's a great thing to see. They're going to need him, uh, folks. We're going to have the pregame show for you Sunday evening, like we normally do a post game. We'll have our pregame for Monday Night Football uh, coming in, and Mike Pinnell's going to be kind of all over that because of what we expect to be coming at the Kansas City Chiefs. But that particular maneuver isn't that surprising, right? There are a couple of things that were today, um, and one that Chaverius Ward is back and actually participated, uh, limited, not a full participant in practice, but he was out there. Yeah, that's great as well. You have to look at uh, what he's going to mean for this team. Uh, he's going to definitely be needed this week against Lamar Jackson and their uh, group of receivers. So you got to hope that he can play. Yeah, and it looks like he does have some kind of protective device, device he's using uh, over that broken hand. Uh, today it looked pretty pretty bulky, pretty club-like, um, but I don't know that that's going to be the case when they get around to Monday night. We'll have to just see, but something definitely there to protect him so he doesn't injure it any further. Um, we also got a big update that Sammy Watkins is officially in the uh, concussion protocol, as we all assumed, but it's nice to have confirmation and that he didn't practice today. So that means he is having some lingering effects. It's been a number of days now. Um, I don't know if that is anything you could determine Monday night on yet, but that leads me towards starting to get a little bit skeptical if he's going to be able to go. Going to be interesting to see if he is able to go. I I don't know. I, I can't imagine he's going to be able to go. I just, with the hit he took and the way he came out of the game, I just, I don't see him playing this week. Yeah, I, I have to admit, and, and that opens the door for more contribution from a couple other guys. I, I'm all for that as well, but against this particular team, knowing that the guy who's going to line up on the right side of the formation is going to see a lot of Marcus Peters all day long, I would really like to have Sammy with him. I would too, but at the same time, you know, you're looking at their list of receivers, and I think that they're going to be in good shape. I'm going to be very interested to see how they deal with him being out in this game because they do have the ability to actually bring up somebody from the practice squad if they want, uh, that they don't have to necessarily uh, submit to waivers. Right. 
That's a big so, plus. That could be that could be interesting. We could end up seeing somebody play if if Sammy's not going to be available. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Fortson could actually be elevated for a week just to see what's going on. I don't. I doubt it would be Fortson. I would love to see it, but I doubt it would be Fortson. I'm just trying to be optimistic. Yeah, uh, I couple, would think it would be Garrett Dieter personally. Okay, well, we'll find out. Couple of other notes. Uh, Daryl Williams was back again, limited along with Traveris Ward, but back out there. That's a positive sign. I think uh, now is where you start to wonder about if three backs is going to be enough. Certainly against the Ravens, you want to have Daryl out there. You want to exploit what you can from them. They have a rookie linebacker out there. We're going to talk about that on Sunday and might be somebody that they can target a little bit. But the guy who wasn't out there was Alex Okafor, uh, still with the hamstring issue. Uh, soft tissue like this is something we talked about before the season got going. and. Now it's starting to become a problem. Definitely. And then you look at, you know, you're talking about Daryl Williams. You have to wonder if they're going to bring up DeAndre Washington in the same type of move that they were, they could make a wide receiver. Uh, that would make a lot of sense. So really interesting to see what Kansas City does this weekend. And we will have all that for you on Monday when we have our pregame show. Yeah. And one other note, Frank Clark was out there full go. So all is back to normal there. Let's, uh, let's hydrate a little bit better, Frank. Uh, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> and hey, he's got a little bit of time to get warmed up because the AFC West division vows are, are coming, but they're not here yet. After this, we're going to get into that and see what the AFC West looks like right now. Really interesting the way that it's gone. Uh, some changes coming. And then later in the show, we're going to take a look at what all the fallout from Sunday is going to mean. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your local community. They remember your order and call you by name, always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support, so let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, help your team score and choose to shop at local businesses. And while you're there, look for con- the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. This season, get your football on your time. With NFL Game Pass, you can catch every snap from every game with full game replays, and you see all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, the crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all in the action. All the football you can handle all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place where you can replay every game all season long. You also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephen Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. With the Chiefs already having an AFC West matchup under their belt, getting away with one uh, for however you want to put it. Thank you, Harrison Bucker. Uh, they are in a unique position because the rest of this division is actually a little bit backwards. When we started this season, I don't know if we predicted the whole AFC West, but it's starting to turn in a couple of ways that are different than I expected. What's been the surprise for you to this point? The Raiders. Uh, you know, I could go with the Denver Broncos, but I think the Broncos have been dealing with injuries, but really the Raiders have been the surprise for me. I was not expecting them to be 2-0. You know, I, I couldn't have foreseen 2-0 against the Saints. I had the Saints as being the champions of the NFC and getting to the Super Bowl when we did this pregame thing. But I did have the Raiders finishing second to the Chiefs in the AFC West. So far, I'm on track for that. 
the other two teams I had flipped, but we're going to see how that works out as well. I think for me, when I look at what the Raiders have done has been the biggest surprise to me has been Derek Carr. He's looking specifically not Derek Carrish to me. I mean, he's got 73% completion percentage. Yeah. And if he continues playing the way he is, he's going to put a, a lot of people uh, that have been very critical of him and they're, he's going to shut them up. But I will wait to see if he can continue throughout the season because he's played well in spurts, but the question is, can he do it all year? That is going to be the question. Now it, I put a lot of that impetus on John Gruden, and I feel like getting a few more weapons, getting through Derek Carr's head. I mean, Derek Carr's kind of a, I don't know. I don't think you can call him a guy that has a significant edge in motivating his teammates. I know that a lot of what we've seen on Hard Knocks and what we've seen on Mike's Up and and those kind of things, I don't get the feeling that when he decides to try to get rah-rah that it works. Yeah, it's hard to know. I, I just think that you look at that team and I, I think that there's going to be a lot of things that they've got to get figured out. I think that uh, you look at their offensive weapons and I think they have a lot. But uh, again, it's going to come down to the QB. And, and at the end of the day, that's what it all does. little bit of a surprise. I thought Darrell Waller has started to take a step forward. What I was expecting was uh, week one, it was like six receptions for 45 yards. Not Not monstrous, but somebody that Carr could rely on. That's kind of what I saw. But this last week against the Saints, over 100 yards, I think it was targeted 16 times and scored. This is something that I think for the Chiefs in particular, having a tight end that's that flexible, that's that uh, able to adapt to his competition is something that they haven't had there for quite a long time. And I think that's another crutch that the Chiefs have to figure out a way to deal with. Well, they're definitely going to have to figure out a way to deal with it. So you look at uh, what that's going to mean for Kansas City, uh, 12 catches for 103 yards, one touchdown, uh, 8.6 average. So not a great average, but targeted 16 times. You're right. I mean, that's just that's a lot of targets. And then you look at they also have Moreau as at uh, tight end and he caught one pass for 31 yards. So you have 17 targets between those two guys. Um, that's a lot of targets for for Derek Carr and and they are doing well. Obviously they're making it work. Jason Witten also got a target. He only had three, one catch for three yards, but man, I don't know. That's going to be a tough offense to play. Uh, honestly, though, the question with the Raiders has always been at least playing Kansas city recently is can they slow the chiefs offense down? Um, their defense has been so horrible for so many years. You just have to wonder if they're going to be able to keep up that way, but they held the saints to 24 points, which is surprising. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't know what that was. If it was more the Raiders' defense or more the degradation of what we've seen out of Drew Brees, which hurts me from a fantasy standpoint. But at his age, I can't say that it's outlandish, right? No, I wouldn't call it outlandish. Twenty-six for thirty-eight for three hundred twelve in that game. Um, you know, that's not horrible for Drew Brees, but that's not normally uh, what he does either. He, he only had one TD and one interception, so. Uh, you know, you have to wonder what that's going to mean in the future for that team if he continues the trend. Although, when you really look at that 300 yards, uh, you know, he was close to a pretty decent completion percentage, but again, not normally where he is. So if he can't be as efficient as he normally is, that team's going to hurt. Yeah, absolutely. And I felt like they were exposed in coverage a bit, uh, something that but, I don't. Uh, sorry, I just want to say, but don't forget they didn't have Michael Thomas, so that hurts too. It does. No. And I was actually referring to the, to the Raiders. I felt like they were exposed in coverage some. 
didn't get the performances that they were hoping from from uh, Trayvon Mullen coming into his second year. LaMarcus Joyner, I think, uh, was a little underwhelming to this point. I mean, I could be wrong. He's at like 67 per- uh, per- completion percentage allowed. So, I mean, that's not the greatest, but I think really there's a little bit of hubbub about um, Damon Arnett, the rookie, uh, you know, but he went and has allowed every pass thrown in his direction at this point, particularly from Drew Brees. Yeah, I don't when your corner leads the team in tackles, that's not a good sign. Right. Something's gone drastically <laughs> wrong there. Um, now, the front, on the other hand, I, I feel like they're they're on the steady rise. I think uh, Crosby I'm pretty impressed with. Seems to be uh, getting back to old tricks, uh, improving himself, uh, solid tackler. I think his passer still has a ways to go, but they got some interior pressure. I think that's good for them and something the Chiefs are going to have to deal with in particular. Um, it's the linebacker play that I think was really looking to be a big boost. But, the- but I... Yeah, I, no, you're you're going right where I was at. The thing that still is going to hurt that team, and, and it's not necessarily the linebackers, although they play into it, but no, no pass rush. I mean, yeah, you get a little bit of pressure, but not getting a sack really hurts you. And if you can't get a sack against Patrick Mahomes, and he's not easy to bring down, uh, good luck in, in that game. So we'll have to see if they can get their pressure and figure that out because they obviously felt like they could move on from Khalil Mack Obviously, they did that a couple of years ago, but I don't think they've had a pass rush that's been very good since. No, I, I agree with you, and it's been <clears throat> it's been pressure without sacks. So, and I'm all for when the total pressure is more important than sacks, but at some point, you got to get home. Yep, and they've been rotating a couple of guys in there. You know, they have Hurst and Nassib back there. I don't know that they're going to be having a huge impact, especially when it comes to uh, playing the Chiefs. But it's something to keep an eye on. Beyond Absolutely. the Raiders, though. We know what's going on with this this thing. This I'm still just shocked about Tyra Taylor uh, in a <laughs> puncturing his lung. I'm the more I hear about this. Sorry, funny is not the right word, but I have to. I guess I chuckle a little bit, and, and please forgive me. I, I really am not trying to laugh at a player being hurt, but I do find it interesting that you cannot sue a team if you allow them to treat you. So Tyrod Taylor cannot sue the the Chargers organization. I I find that interesting. Um, I did too, but it's my understanding he can't do it personally. The NFLPA has some recourse through the CBA. Yeah, and 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 maybe they go that direction. Um, But, you know, for it to happen to the Chargers of all teams, considering all the injury issues that they go through, it's not shocking to me. Right. Um, You know, honestly, I I wasn't really impressed with the Chargers. I didn't think that they were going to be very good this year. They're one-on-one. I still don't think that they're going to be very good. I think that they caught Kansas City uh, not ready for that game and, and maybe looking ahead. Uh, I, I do think they have a fantastic defensive line and that gave Kansas City fits the entire game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously Patrick Mahomes is able to overcome it. Yeah, I'm with you. And and I wonder if a physician that that's, I mean, yes, it's a dangerous procedure. That outcome is always a possibility, but that's something that uh, a team physician should have practiced over and over and over. And if that's part of it, I wonder if that goes back to the overall medical program with the organization after years and years of being beat up. I don't know. but You have to wonder. You do. And they're not alone because the Broncos have some significant injuries as well. Uh, Sutton, Lindsey, uh, Vaughn Miller. Now the quarterback's out. I was going to say Drew Locke. I mean. I was getting to it. I was getting to it. because <laughs> that's, that's a huge one because I don't think Driscoll can step in and, and win a game other than 
they're lucky because they play the Jets in two weeks. Uh, so they may end up getting that win. But I really think that they could be one and three. And if they were playing anybody other than the Jets, they may be 0 and four. Yeah, uh, they don't get lucky. They will face Tom Brady and, and Gronk and the like and Mike Evans here real quickly. And I could, quite frankly, they're one play away. Whether you think Driscoll can can manage it or not, they're one play away from Blake Bortles now being in at quarterback. And sure. that is scary. That is very scary. And the problem is, is, you know, Blake Bortles isn't going to have any timing with the wide receivers. Driscoll's not going to have very much timing with the wide receivers. And your best wide receiver and maybe the best player on your team in Cortland Sutton, and yes, I said that, is not going to be available. Yeah, that's a rough one. So I think at the end of the day, we're going to see those two teams flip. I actually had the Chargers struggling because of their quarterback situation more so than the Broncos this season. Now that looks like that may be flipped, and it is down to Chiefs and the Raiders. So. That's where they're at this week. There are some other interesting matchups coming this weekend. On the backside of this, we're going to get into some of them. Invest in your intuition. Use the promo code Locked On and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play at MyBookie. Designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. So a pretty good slew and. Like we said, the Broncos are going to face the Buccaneers. I, I can't see that that's much of a game anymore. <laughs> and there's a couple of others that I think are going to be really telling. Like the Texans are going to face the Steelers. The Steelers have actually been performing fairly decent. And the interesting thing for me is no matter what happens with uh, Ravens Chiefs, the Steelers, we're going to get a barometer off of playing the same team that both the Ravens and, and the Chiefs have played already. And I think that's going to be worth its weight. It could be. Uh, you know, and we didn't really mention this very much. The Raiders are playing the Patriots. Uh, I think that's going to be a great bar- barometer game. Um, yeah. So we'll see, you know, and they play in New England. Uh, Cam Newton looked very good from what I saw when I was able to watch against the Seahawks. So I think that could be a very interesting game. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders end up two and one. I, I'm kind of with you there. I, that would be pretty impressive. Um, so let's hope that the Chiefs can stay on their guard and, and do what we expect them to do. Um, I expect the Colts to take on the Jets pretty handily. Um, as long as no one gets hurt, I think that's going to be a good one. Do you think that Cowboys Seahawks might be uh, the game that is going to headline the afternoon? Certainly could. Uh, you know, you look at some of the other games that afternoon. I think that Seahawks and Cowboys is probably going to be the big game of that afternoon. Um, they just don't really have any kind of other games that are going to be marquee matchups. Sunday night's game, Packers Saints is going to be a good one, but I think that uh, after what we saw last week from Drew Brees, I think the Packers are going to win that one. I have to think so too. I mean, nothing against Alvin Kamara, but there's, I think there's just as much support in the run game for the quarterback in Green Bay as there is in New Orleans. And quite frankly, I think I like a pissed off Aaron Rodgers. That's that's scary. And we saw him beat the Chiefs last year amongst the struggles. Now it seems to have turned around. Um, <laughs> I can't say that for the Vikings. They're going to face the Tennessee Titans this week. And so that's, um, that's an AFC-NFC matchup that I think the AFC comes out on top of, and that, that, that's something the Chiefs are going to have to deal with later on as well. Yep, and I think the Titans are going to win that pretty handily. The the game that we haven't talked about that I really want to get into for a moment, the Rams versus the Bills. Mm-hmm. I really think that's going to be interesting, and I want to see what Josh Allen's able to do. Uh, I, I'm i not going to say that the Rams, I think, are going to be a great team this year. I think they're going to be good, but... I want to see a real barometer team for the Bills. I agree with you. And uh, honestly, 
I said this on Locked On NFL on Thursday's show, folks. If you missed that, please check out the feed for Locked On NFL. I'm there on Thursdays. This is coming down to like Josh Allen versus Cam Newton. And I would not have guessed that, that the battle of the athletic quarterback would come down to these two teams. I didn't expect the Patriots to be resurging this well. I thought Cam looks better than I expected, and he seems to actually be working with Josh McDaniels pretty well. Yeah, well, and here's the thing that's really throwing me off about the Bills. They've played the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry if I'm not believing in them yet. But over the next four weeks, they play the Rams, the Raiders, the Titans, and then the Chiefs. So to me, if the Bills are going to be legitimate, they're going to still have a winning record when they get to the Kansas City game. I'm, I'm trying not to let the, the bright lights of 417 and four touchdowns fill my eyes here, but I, I like what they have. I like their back sack. Moss is a real competent, I think, uh, second half to Singletary. Um, and Stefan Diggs, I mean... For all of his outlandishness off the field, it starts to look like he's rounding into shape. Yeah, I've really liked Stefan Diggs for a while, and I think that that was a good that could be a really good fit in Buffalo. We'll have to see how it ends up long term. But Josh Allen has to step forward, and so far he has. But again, I go back to what I said: beating the Dolphins and the Jets. I'm sorry, I'm just not quite to say quite ready to say he's there yet. Uh, I think he could be there, but. You know, you got the Rams that are two and zero. You got the Raiders that are two and zero right now, uh, and then you have um, you know the Patriots. So I think, or sorry, the Titans, who I believe are also two and zero, aren't they? So yeah, you're going to be facing right now the next three weeks, the next four weeks. You have teams that are all undefeated. So you're going to find out a lot about the Bills in the next four weeks. Very true, and and I'll tell you this: the Chiefs are going to face some of these guys. What the last game that. I don't say I, I won't put it on specifically, but the one that I'm going to keep my eye on to see what he does, because I'm very intrigued by the second year quarterback MVP thing. And quite frankly, having the Chiefs win a Super Bowl has kind of taken me to the point where I'm paying more attention to the individual matchups on the NFC side, maybe more than I have in the past, because I can now see the Chiefs having to deal with whoever the champion's going to be over there. And What's your take on Kyler Murray and his action in, in just two games? But like he is the magical second year quarterback that could be, right? He definitely looks like that part right now. Uh, they played San Francisco in one week one. Uh, to me, that's a more impressive win than the win over the Washington uh, football team, mm. <laughs> which still feels weird saying that hurt, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, th I think that it's, you know, beating San Francisco week one is huge. Uh, San Francisco wasn't dealing with as many injuries as they have now. So, you know, that was a big game for them. And, and Kyler Murray, you know, you look at what he was able to do with DeAndre Hopkins week one, and then, you know, still week two, Hopkins is, is coming out and playing well. So I think that's going to be a big thing. The question is, is, you know, can they continue on the path that they're on right now? I think that they can. I think they have a lot of talent all across that offense. Uh, you know, is Larry Fitzgerald finally going to be caught up to by father time? Hard to know, but they do have Christian Kirk as well. So I think that that's going to help. I say he definitely will not. I have faith in Larry. I'm not saying I don't. I just, you know, it's always hard to know. Is it going to be the, the wrong or the last year that maybe he should have just decided I'm not going to play this year? Yeah, that's fair. Well, and um, the reason we bring these games up, folks, is because 
After the Chiefs beat the Ravens, they get to face Cam and those New England Patriots. Then it's the Raiders. Then it's the Bills, as we talked about. Then a couple of weeks in October at the end, you know, Halloween should be a pretty good week against the Broncos and the Jets back to back. But there's still some things coming. And so let me ask you this on the NFC side. I I feel like this is Russ's year. At least it's his chance to take it and make it his year. I don't know that I feel as confident about the Saints as I used to. How do you see like the, the top end top two or three teams in the NFC that the Chiefs, if they can do and make that run it back that they might have to face? Right now, I would, I definitely think it would be Green Bay. Uh, I think that, you know, Arizona is going to be one of those teams that it could be. Uh, Tampa Bay is going to be a team that you have to watch. Seattle, um, it's, there's a lot of questions on a lot of different teams. I think the Cowboys could be there, uh, just depending on how they play, uh, with the way Dak was able to come back in this last game. I think that, that really is going to help them moving forward, but, you know, lots of questions on the NFC side, and, and it's going to be something that we're going to have to watch all season because I, I think, you know, at the end of the season, I think you're going to have a lot of teams that are a lot different than they are looking like they are right now. Yeah. One thing I'm pretty sure of, it's it's not going to be the 49ers facing the Chiefs again. So I can't see that. And I also can't see, you know, maybe the Rams are there. Maybe they're better a better team than I think. Um, I But I don't see the Falcons there. I don't see the Bears there. Uh, and I definitely don't think that the Eagles are going to be there either. So you're not pulling for the Detroit Lions is what you're telling me. <laughs> I've always liked the Detroit Lions a little bit, so it, it wouldn't hurt me if they were there, but I just don't say, see that they have the talent to be there. Yeah, that's going to be a, a struggle. Well, that's I it like for Stafford, us. but yeah, beyond that, it's a tough one. And, you know, it, this is an interesting weekend, folks. I, there's a lot of games that I think are interesting. And as much as we say the Chiefs should be focused on who they're going to play that, there are implications around here as things start to change across the league. So, hey, that's just our general look. That's something that we always do on this show. But given that we have the extra day before we do your actual pregame show, which we will have for you starting Sunday night uh, as they get ready for the Ravens, it'll be all Ravens Chiefs matchups, keys and our predictions. So make sure you tune in for that. We appreciate all the time and all the iTunes reviews and everybody that's been saying hello on Twitter. Keep that up. Ask us your questions. We'll do a mailbag up here sometime, probably in the bye week. We appreciate everything you do for us. Thanks for listening today, and we'll talk to you on Sunday. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com, where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts, and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.